It is the 18th of October, 2023. Uh, we are hopefully going to finish up this year's Alien game ahead of schedule, so we can post it all for the 31st. Hooray! What is this crazy talk? It'll be two years in a row we've pulled that off. It's pretty crazy. It's great. a Halloween miracle. It's a Halloween miracle. <laughs> uh, so yes, welcome back to... KV1113, otherwise known as Brewer's Beacon. Uh, we are opening up the camera in a aerial vehicle that is not rated for trans-atmospheric flight, or whatever they call going to orbit these days. You have all survived the most harrowing drive I think you have all ever taken. Charging down the main street of Sunshine Colony, um, you have fended off dozens of xenomorphs. You have outright killed some kind of new alien that used to be the pilot of the vehicle that you're now in. And as you are flying to freedom, a... Warning klaxon sounds, and the lights on the instrument board all start flashing red. Because this is the alien cinematic universe, and nothing ever goes right. Ah, oh, can't anything go right? And I start pushing buttons to try figuring out what's going on. Um, Donovan still has the door locked, I thought. There are, um, in the, in the cargo area where uh, everybody else is. There are still diagnostic terminals set up there. So I think uh, let's start this off right. Everybody take one stress. You should all be at one because okay. you had enough time that the stress that you had accrued because you were, you were considered safe. Now, this is a what, new event. What about Donovan, who's been flying the whole time? Would he maybe be a little higher because he's been actually active? Um, I th if you want to be at two, feel free. Um, but for the most part, since this once you're in the air, this thing basically flies itself, as okay. Donovan said last session. But since everything was functioning, everybody was comfortable. Now that it is not, this is when the stress starts. All right, I'll stay at one then. Okay. Uh, so I am not going to require a Comtech role to find out because the diagnostic boards are all pretty clear. There has been some kind of damage to the thrusters, and there is a weakened panel or something loose or, or damaged in one of the wings. And it is causing a loss of control and a loss of thrust. So everybody on this thing knows that you do not have the altitude to make landing. You have enough altitude to get to the scene of the crash, and you'll get there at least a day before emergency services do. Sorry, get to the scene of the crash? Yeah. I feel like that's going to be anywhere we are is about to be the same. Yeah, it's, I believe it's a bit of a self-reference. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the joke, dot JPEG. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yes. 
I, I thought maybe I forgot something, but no. Okay, it was a joke. Got it. Well, Thank you for explaining it. It made it fat bunnier. How's that beer, Tom? It's it's, it's hitting already. The whole <laughs> one. Yeah. I'm not even halfway through. Well, that's I've heard Canada get a lot more sad. Like <laughs> I am a lightweight completely. I'm gonna drink my yeah. custom Jaeger here. Look, he's just extra getting into the character with his underage shenanigans. Yeah. Ario, yeah. Yeah. Just a just a van found a beer under the seat that's uh uh it's not Ray Bans at Ray Bans, yeah, yeah, Ray Bans. Yeah left what a douche he's not uh, drinking and driving he's drinking and flying right yeah that's that's perfectly fine it flies itself there's no faa in the future yeah. uh okay so there you can you can see out the windows um the the terrain is largely flat. There are some low hills here and there, but you are crossing into the area that has, I mean, much of the planet where it has been colonized between where you are and landing is fertile farmland. You've got ranching area. You've got, you know, big stalks of wheat. Um, you can also see from the distance that the fog is rolling in as the sun grows closer to, to setting. And so as the as the temperature falls, that fog just marches forward. Um, I will also say that, because I don't want to get into panic-inducing rolls just yet, we'll start when we get closer to the ground. I have a feeling that's going to be very soon. Right. So you can see that the fog is going to envelop your landing area by the time you bring this down. Um, at least you're pretty sure that it's all going to be flat. Van, if you want to give me a piloting roll, we'll see how easy you'll be able to set this down. One success. Again, this is alien, and in the with the alien cinematic RPG, one success is all you ever need to succeed. So this plane is going to land. It's going to be a hard landing. But nobody should be injured. Um, we'll, unlike, we'll get that. Unlike when Van drives. Unlike when Van drives, yes. You can't throw anybody out the back because the back is closed up. I can work on that. Um, so you know you're going to be able to get this this plane on the ground. You don't know what the status of that ground is going to be. Other than that, it's going to be covered in fog. So, yeah, he lets it down uh, very ungently. Okay. And uh, make sure he's buckled in. Do you warn anybody else? Uh, you might hear Van saying like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Okay. But that, that's, that's about it. That's perfect. Okay. So if everybody can make me a mobility roll. Including Van or no? Uh, no, because you are Strap piloting. But Tario, yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. So 
McDonald and Zephyr did not pass their mobility, mobility roles. Dave can push his role if he so desires. Zephyr cannot. Yeah, we're, we're not going to push it. That's fine. Uh, David, uh, he's going he's gonna to be a little, little concerned. Okay. McDonald, do you want to push your role? No. What's the okay. worst that can happen? Uh, the worst that can happen is that you will take one health damage, both of you. From the impact, oh. and it's not so much that you're like getting thrown into like the wall or anything. The issue is that the other people who are in the transport with you are also getting thrown into you as as everybody hits. So there are injuries. They are kind of light. Can the injury be that I looked at the spelling of your name and I hated it? Um that David like comes crashing into me and like he headbutts me in the nose and my nose is all bleeding, but it's totally his fault because he's an asshole. One hundred percent. You you can be injured in any way. In fact, in fact, <laughs> because this is for recording and everybody listening. Thank you for listening. We uh, we love it when you listen to us. Have fun with Alien every year. You tell me how you are injured in this roughest of landings. Does that make sense to you, Cotton? Yeah, well, uh, let's keep in mind that David is also injured. Yeah, I uh, figured, like, you would bash your head on my face and, like... I thought David rolled a success on his mobility. Yeah, DJ rolled a success. He's not uh, injured. David McDonald is David injured. McDonald is point, point of order. I thought we were at two stress, not one. I thought uh -huh. we went from one to two. I misunderstood. Uh, and I that success... Last. Okay. Just at the last very last time. one. So, so yes. I went with... yeah. Okay, so yes. Yeah, you guys coconut head your heads together. I like that we coconutted. But wait, delete that. Please don't put that in there. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Damn it. Immediate regret. Immediate regret. <laughs> just. It's just the enemies to lovers all over the place. Yeah, it's just, uh, just a rom-com we're starting here. It's a meet cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look how quickly we changed your, you know, deep horror in this space into something completely awful. It's a rom-com. Yeah, that's never happened before. Yeah. No, never. <laughs> no, he's all forever. And I just push him away from me. Ah, you felt. Uh, I thought you said you knew how to fly. I just looked down like, am I in the fucking pilot seat? No, I thought I was yelling at the pilot seat. He wasn't addressing. Uh... Yeah, the door's jammed, locked. Mm. You can't get in. He can't hear you. He's avoiding hearing you. <sighs> God, see, we have some, I don't know, medical something. I'm right in the There's eye. Something right there, and I point over to Zephyr. Zephyr is getting up off the ground. She's holding one bag, and that's why how she ended up injured. She was trying to make sure that nothing happened to the bag with the embryo in it. Uh, so she took the hit, the brunt, to protect that. You know, you don't have to protect every life, right? <laughs> Only the important ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not the horrible monsters. So she gets up and, and you know, seeing your faces and if there's bloody noses, like. Uh, yeah, I have this uh, a laceration over my eye. We sort of uh, <sighs> bumped heads, uh, figuratively as well as literally. All right. So she'll do medical aid on the both of them. Do you want me to roll? Uh, yes, if you please. Just one roll will be fine. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have 
buy so huge many dice die. for that. So many dice for that. <laughs> so everybody is aware Zephyr has an 11 dice pool for medical aid, rolled zero successes. You only get successes in Alien on a six. So that is 11 dice without a six. Uh, as a result, um, as you open your bag, you will see that the embryo is fully intact. Nothing is wrong. The corpse of the face hugger that you also had is intact. Nothing is wrong. However, the blood of the face hugger has burned a hole through your med kit. Uh oh. So you have no available supplies at this juncture to assist the injured. Hmm. I hope you have a deep philosophical like trauma over that for <clears throat> yeah, David just looks over like why aren't you making with the drugs to make this fine? Um it seems like my medical kit bag has suffered some damage. Uh let me just go fix that. See if I can find some medical equipment that maybe a first aid kit on the ship and I can come back and assist you. Uh, you, you will bag down. No, she takes it with because she needs to find something to put all the stuff in and a better way to contain it. Mm -hmm. But it's the thing I'm fixing, so I have to take it with me. He just gets like a ripped piece of cloth from somewhere and balls it up and sticks it up his nose. No. Alright, so uh, can I find stuff on the ship or no? Uh yes, you will find a med kit that is on the ship. It is at probably a quarter capacity given Raymond Bands and his mm -hmm propensity of selling rubbing alcohol as actual alcohol. Mm -hmm. Which it is, it's just differently natured. Okay. So it's some stuff and if I find some gauze I will give it to Dave McDonald. Yes. So he can get yeah. the dirty cloth out of his nose. So yes, there's some gauze, there's some bandages, um there there are some cotton balls, but yeah. uh in in terms of other things, there's no painkillers. There's no sanitization liquids. Uh, there is a pair of medical gloves, and there are some medical masks, but that's about it. Okay. Uh, a different bag then as well uh, for the embryo. And I don't know. I'm going to, uh, after I, I do all that, I'm going to take the face hugger out of the bag, and I'm going to hold it up to... And ask them, would either of you gentlemen know of a better way to carry this around so it won't eat through my medical bag and damage my med supplies? I draw a gun on it. <laughs> God damn it. Calm down. Not everything can be solved with, you know, direct force. Uh, creatures outside notwithstanding. But we both got through that. Look, this thing could have secrets and information from study that would help us understand them, combat them. Look, can we find a, a canister or some type of, I don't know, a, a shipping crate or something? She'll squeeze part of it so the blood will kind of come out and let it drip on the floor and so he can see that it's eating through. And it's it's eating through with alacrity. Like the 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 blood of this creature does not take long to start eating a hole in the floor of this thing, exposing Gosh. wiring and everything else in the subframe. So so I do not think a canister will work. All right. Well, do you have any suggestions? Anything that could maybe 
counteract the acid. I'm not sure, but I just came to you and asked right. you if you had an idea because we I throw it out. Out. No, we can't do that. We need to study it because it's the only way to find out how it lives and what its strengths are and its weaknesses and opportunities and we 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 have to keep it we have to study it well i look over to my commanding officer who's been quiet and maybe muted but did not notice it yet <laughs> no rico's just been watching this whole thing with just horror on his face uh and the the sizzling drips of blood from that just if that's even what you want to call it. It's not really blood. It just, it's disgusting. Um, I think that you should also just, if you're not going to throw it out, then at least hang it out upside down and just like let it leak, you know, just burn a hole in the ground or something while it just drips out, you know, like we do with the cattle. And then, then you can bag it, right? Once, it, once it's all done being acidy, you can probably bag it. Sephir will think about that, and then she'll turn and she'll find some kind of, you know, strap or whatever, and just tie it up and let it hang upside down. Are you also crashing right now? No, you have crashed. We have crashed. Oh, good. It's not going to fly anymore anyway. But the commanding officer just said to string it up and let it bleed out. Outside. Oh. Outside. You want me to open the door? Yes, I do not want you to uh, damage a ship anymore. I we could probably get it off the ground. We have so a great group of people here. We can we can fix this. This is fine. Sephir will take it down and she'll walk to the door and I guess open it to hang Tario it outside. Mario will pipe up before she opens the door. Uh, should we probably like get weapons ready in case there's something out behind this door? Yeah, or just maybe not even open it at all. I mean, let's just look. Do you think we can get it to fly again? Without stepping outside? We have to, at the very least, assess the, the situation. I mean, can you get into that, um, into the cockpit? Uh, if we kick long enough or we ask the kid. He likes you. Why don't you try? <laughs> yeah, Dario, you got this. Give away with kids. Uh, I never met the kid. Yeah, but you have a natural charisma about you. Offer them some candy or something. Just Wait, imagine the... yourself if you were like, you know, 30 years younger. How would you talk to yourself if you were a kid? <laughs> uh... Alright, Tario just bangs on the door. Trying to... Hey, hey kid, let us, let us in. We need to check on the, the, the flight stuff. Van... Says he opens the door. All right, door's open. Yay! Oh, I guess I am good with kids. See, told you you had that. You had this. Uh, Dave still has his gun a little ready, even though you know it's not. Uh, so the cockpit of this thing has seen better days, even before the crash. Um. Some of the consoles do look busted. Um, the flight control computer is on the fritz. It's it's giving the staticky stuff. Um, there are some wires hanging hither and yon uh, from the impact. The uh, the plexiglass screen windshield is still intact, although it does have some cracking. 
and from there you can see just this it it's this this fog and this mist uh everything seems eerily silent outside which is usual when you're dealing with fog because it just swallows all sound and you can see in the distance not too far away but you do see a slowly pulsing red light that rises above ground level and it's that slow rhythmic pulse that at night would suggest that there is something tall there please do not fly into it uh so van will pipe up it's not my fault the plane sucks just shake my head at the kid do we know what that tall blinking light is um, give me a quick comp tech. Anybody who wants to give me a comp tech can. Uh, I've got zero comp tech, but five wits. That's a panic. Add one stress and roll one d6. Reminds me I need to pull up my panic table. There we go. All right. As a reminder to everybody listening, when we are rolling our dice, anybody who has stress is rolling a yellow die. It is additive to your stat and your uh, your skill and your attribute, and it does not replace like it does in, say, Vampire. So as stress rises, the better you get. But if you roll a 1 on your stress die, you invoke panic, which includes improve, uh, uh, increasing your stress by 1 and then rolling 1d6 on the panic table. So 1d6 plus your current stress stat is what you see on the table. Rico has rolled a 3, and with 2 panic is a 5. 1 through 6 is keeping it together, so nerves are kept in check. What have we got here? I've got three Comtech rolls, Rico with 2, DJ Khaled with one, Terio Gibbs with zero. Okay, so I will start with one. Uh, DJ and Rico, you both know that the in this area, anything with a signal light at that elevation is going to be a uh, a grain elevator or a communications array tower. Uh, Rico, with two successes, you know that the communications tower in your area was at Sunshine, so this is a grain elevator complex that is close by. Dave is all about going to that, so he's starting to suit up a little bit. We just got to get over there. They're going to have facilities. They're going to have communication. How long is it until nightfall? An hour. So is that what I think it is? A communications tower? Nah, that's that's a grain elevator, but there there will be people there and there will be communications there as well. I think it's our only <sighs> option. It's the only thing around. Well and and uh, how far away was it? Oh storyteller? Uh not too far. Call it from where you are, probably about a ten minute walk. Oh okay. uh, you can also see at ground level, you did land in a field, and so you have wheat stalks that are taller than you are. So basically, you're going to be walking through a forest of grain to get to the grain elevator. Great. In the fog <laughs> and the encroaching darkness. 
with injured people under your care. This is like every horror movie bad idea at one time. Look, you guys said that you didn't feel like we were done, so here we are. Oh, <laughs> uh, we could have just flown off into the sunset. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Unfortunately, this was the grain field that was built on top of an alien or a, <laughs> an Indian an alien burial, burial ground. ground. Yeah, an alien burial ground. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that, was, that was the first place. <laughs> it was the first place. Well, it was an alien breeding ground, not a burial ground. It's not uh, yeah. No, it was a burial ground. Oh, well, I guess. <sighs> okay, well, I think we all know the situation we're in, and <sighs> there's things we can affect, things we can't. Okay, so we just need to do what we have to do. All right, everybody. Yeah, let's um, just take a, a minute because there was a message. So Tario will say, "Do we do we know if it will be safer there or here? Because the aliens might know that exists already. We don't know what's in there, but here we know what's here." And all we have to worry about is that potentially unsafe glass screen. Yeah, we can't stay here. There's now a hole slowly dripping into the bottom of the ship as well. This is not something that we just bunker down in this plane and expect it not to get ripped apart. Our best chance is to get to other people and get a plan to get off of this planet. The reason to... Amp up I, all our emotions. I mean, this this if out there is unsafe, then this is eventually going to be unsafe as well. So, I mean, I hunkered down in an armory by myself overnight for a day. So, it is possible. Got a point. Okay, but we hunkered down. You hunkered down, and then what? Uh then you showed up, and uh, uh, shit hit the fan. Uh, well, son. I don't think there's going to be any more people showing up. Uh, well, we could wait until morning. I was told I I, I wasn't through the impression that uh, a rescue team would come for me. Uh, and then they showed up right at sunset or right well, late. Um, so All right. I don't know whoever was in charge of that looking right at uh, DJ Khaled. But uh, it would have been nice if they showed up earlier. Look, a lot of decisions have been made, and you know, I I like to think that my team has responded about as well as it could be expected. But look, if you want to wait here tonight, I, I would be fine with that as well. You know, it's a defensible position. We can see if anything notices land here and try to defend it as best we can. Are we able to radio them? Um. Uh, let me look here. I. Well, you can't because you didn't roll your contact. Sure. Uh, but I think since I have two people who did roll successes on their contact rolls, uh, there is a radio. You easily have line of sight. Yeah, you could you could ring the grain elevator and see what happens. What's he turns away from the window? Is like, can we can we just call them and see if there's anything going on there? Maybe they can send out a. We haven't tried what? that. I mean, uh... Is there like a a tank type thing that we could send? Like, I mean, are there tanks? Yes. Do they exist on this planet? Also, yes. Are they nearby? Probably not. Oh, there are actually tanks on this planet. 
Yes, yeah, so maybe they can send a tank or something to come get us. Uh, we might be lucky if they have a fuel tank. I'll take it. Okay. Look, either way, we should make a decision soon before the sun actually sets. So yeah, I agree. Let's call them up. But uh, who's the ranking officer here? Uh, well, you know, as uh, head of the prior uh, outpost, I think that I might be the best able to communicate with them. And, uh, you know... I pick up the phone and hand it to Rico. All right. And I just kind of look at DJ waiting for him to say anything. And as I'm eyeballing him, I just bring the communicator to my mouth and um, call out for this um, grain station. Uh, You make the call to the grain station? And as you are looking at the screens trying to transmit, you see that the transmitter is not transmitting out, or at least it's not reading that it is. So all you're getting back is static. And I try again, and I turn the static, the volume just up. The aircraft itself is filled with the sound of white noise. As you try to make contact, after the third or fourth time that you try, you start to smell uh, that burning wire smell. And uh, if you glance outside, you can see where your radio antenna is. It's starting to spark, and it is bent at a little bit of a funny angle. So it looks like the wires outside took a hit when you landed wrong. So it's not working, guys. We either need to try and repair it, which, I mean, you can smell it's burning, or no communication. I feel we're close enough, though, that everyone would have heard us crash. So Van pipes up. Uh, I don't know if the fuel in this thing is flammable. Maybe we should probably just go before those sparks catch something. Fuel is indeed flammable. Flammable or inflammable? It's a very important distinction. Flammable. It combusts. If you're lucky, it combusts in the spot where you want it to be. If you're unlucky, I roll... Oh, let's see. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, this is one way to get it to end before Halloween this year. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um... I'll tell you what, I'll roll 66, and however many successes I get is how much time you've got before the fuel starts leaking. I don't know how I feel about that, but I don't really have a lot of choice. Um, one success. So you've probably got about 10 minutes before you got to decide to try and patch it or evacuate. Uh, well, Van, the, the thought of it exploding, it's just bugged Van a little too much. It spooked him, so he just, like, hits the the door in the cockpit to open the, the bay doors at the back. Uh, say what you will, the bay doors seem to work just fine. They slide open, and the landing ramp extends down until it hits the ground. It does not go very far, as the ground is right there. Um, but as the door opens and the air kind of swells and that silence from the outside just starts to permeate the interior of this aircraft. 
the soil smells rich and the uh the plant life it has that uh pre-baked bread kind of smell like wheat has a certain smell to it that kind of can get your mouth set to watering in the right conditions and you're close to harvest season so the conditions are there it smells like food with a little bit of of rich earth and um the moisture from the fog but you don't hear anything other than the sparks and the hissing of the alien blood and just the the popping and cracking of two hot aircraft components. So Van will say, I, I don't care what you guys are doing. I'm uh, I'm going to I'm going to peace out. And he just heads to the back, uh, pulls out uh, McDonald's gun that he stole earlier and just like runs towards the grain silo. Not caring if anyone follows that little shit. What are all of the other, our um, passengers, what are they doing during all of this? Uh, they've been extricating themselves from seats. Um, the uh, spinal injury is still wrapped to his backboard. They're all alive, just banged up, and they've been trying to look after themselves while you guys have been discussing what to do. Once the door opens and the kid bolts, you can feel the you can feel the 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 energy in the air change and that undercurrent of fear and panic starts to rise amongst these uh, other people that you managed to rescue the only survivors of the of the wastes and they are looking towards what could be certain doom as uh, Van runs outside and disappears into the mist. They very desperately need direction and reassurance. Tario. Oh. Tario will pipe up if no one else does. Uh, how many rifles do we have? We should probably do this organized. Let the kid run ahead. He'll We'll hear him yell if something bad happens. Like a canary. <laughs> In a coal mine, yeah. I don't know what would uh, possess him to <sighs> pandemonium out here. Go ahead, Tario. You were, you I were say saying. We just, I mean, if we're worried about this thing actually exploding, we sh- yeah, let's like take an organized, you know, four corners for the rifles and just walk carefully to there and uh, calling out anything we see. That's some impressive leadership, everyone. I want you to hear this guy here. He has our best interest in heart. He's going to make sure that we get there safely. So, just keep that in mind. That's the kind of guy that we're following today here, everybody. In fact, I think we ought to give him a round of applause. Let's let's appreciate that. But maybe quiet because, you know, maybe more of a jazz hands thing because obviously, you know, there could be some type of, well, you know, we just want to keep things as uh, down low as possible. Is there, like, a machete or something in here? Um... You know what? Roll me a. I don't know if I want to call it perception or awareness or observation. That's what we want to call it. Give me an observation roll. Yeah. I don't believe he's got it. Uh, That is excellent. So, actual, like, (laughs) bushcraft machetes, there's nothing like that. However, given the damage um, on landing, you will be able to fashion a pair of 
basically crude scrap machetes using seat belting and um, some sharper pieces of uh, turbine that came from some of the thrusters when you impacted it just it busted the turbines loose so now you've got a couple of turbine blades that will function very well as machetes i am here for all of this so i'm going to take that and when we start going out i'm going to start trying the because there's all of these corn flour grain etc here uh i'm gonna start cutting a path when we get going because why not? All right. All right. Um, meanwhile, I am going to be trying to direct whatever is left of our militia to, you know, take the points. Listen to Tario. He's got more experience here. You know, you guys got this. Just a little pep talky situation. Uh, so of the survivors, everybody there has a pistol. There's one security guy that survived, Jonah. He has a shotgun. Uh, both you and McDonald have the AK-4047s. Gibbs has an M4A1 pulse rifle. Everybody else is armed with a pistol, with the exception of Zephyr. And your, your back injury. William the Rancher. Yes, and he definitely needs people to carry him. So, right, there's that's four guys down just helping carry this one back injury. Well, Zephyr can't shoot anybody, so there's... Three guys and Zephyr. <laughs> Look, um, you know, in my in my time with Wayland Yutani, I never really got the the firearms training that more specialized people like yourself might have had. So, I'll be one of the people to uh, carry this man. Do we have any other volunteers who'll help me? Dave le- leans over to Tario and is like, "You know, this is almost worth it to see a suit do manual labor. That'll be a first. It only took a life or death situation to have it happen." Hmm. Uh, so what I will say here is two of the people that you are with have, one has the use of only one arm, uh, one person with a sprained ankle, the, the sprain was expertly healed, so he is back and active. He also has an AK-4047, so you have three total. Um, so you do have the security guy the environmental scientist, and a farmer who can help uh, carry William the rancher with a broken spine. Or, you know, it could just take two people because he is on a backboard. Well, we're not going to be going very quickly if we're hacking and slashing. Uh, I will totally also give Tario my second impromptu machete. And, like, this guy's, like, stabilized, right? Like, you're not supposed to move people with back injuries. Or is this guy, yes. like, super... Okay. Like... He's stabilized. Okay. Um, so so the roles that Zephyr did last session um, have stabilized him, and he will recover. Or he would if this hadn't been turned into a xenomorphic death world. He still right. may, depending on how you all do. But he is alive now. Uh, he is unconscious because he was sedated. All right. Well, I appreciate you all uh, pitched in to help move this guy. You know, I mean, with 
with things the way they've been, isn't every life precious now? Even more than it was before? All right. Two rifles up front, one in the rear. Uh, and someone to hack at the... Uh, well, probably a few to hack at the uh, the wheat to get uh, a clear path. Sound good? Yeah, Rico just takes up his position at the rear. He's going to make sure everybody gets out of here. All right, let's move out. Okay. Um, despite the rising panic in the confines of the aircraft, uh, everybody does get uh, ship shape and shipped out. And that silence, that thick, heavy air envelops you as you step further away from this sparking creaking, popping aircraft and towards that beacon, that red light of what you hope is sanctuary. The going will be slow if you're hacking and slashing and it will be about 20 minutes. So it's getting progressively darker as you arrive, but as you hack through the last of it, you find yourselves in a field, uh, flat field, uh, nothing here. It's more of a parking lot or a road that leads to a parking lot. So the road extends to your left and to your right. You are fairly sure that one road, uh, one end of this road leads to sunshine and the other one leads to landing. Uh, you can see now the monolith that is the grain elevator as a dark silhouette in front of you. And it is a collection of, of five silos that are all interconnected. Uh, there is a long um, feeding arm, for lack of a better term. There is a set of tracks, railroad tracks, that run parallel to the road that also run right up against the grain elevator itself uh this particular complex will load train cars with completed grain that will truck it directly to the spaceport for transport off planet as you get closer you will see that there is a train there it is completely automated it has several grain cars it is sitting underneath the uh the feeding vessel but nothing is moving. Uh, the administration building itself is lit up. You can see there is a tractor, much like the one that you abandoned in Sunshine. It is in the parking lot. Um, you do see other vehicles, but as you get closer, um, I would actually need a heavy machinery roll for those other vehicles, so you know what status they're in. I mean, I can roll it. If you like. Yeah, I have none. Oh. Two successes on heavy machinery. Very nice. Uh, McDonald, with your two successes, as, as everybody gets closer to the administration building, as I said, the lights are on. You don't see movement at this time. Um, there are three or four other vehicles here. They would be largely, you know, trucks and other ground vehicles. Um, one, you see that um, the 
the one of the rear wheels is missing like uh, it's up on a set of jack stands the wheel is gone um so clearly it's been taken somewhere for repairs you don't find a spare another one uh it has essentially the hood up and the engine's been pulled from it um a third one is uh it looks like somebody rolled it uh but i will also say that uh you find another vehicle as as you're looking for spare parts for these as everybody's kind of gathering outside this building Underneath a tarp, you find an ATV in perfect running condition. The thing looks almost brand new, like somebody hid it away from a company administrator. And you will also find that the tractor that I initially talked about is also fully functional and in uh, a mode that's easy to operate. So you have two vehicles that can carry a total of five people. He's feeling pretty good about this. Looking around like yeah, like maybe there's actually a chance of not dying horribly here. Should we check the the con the, the inside the building for uh, the people who uh, work here? Looking well, to uh, it, oh, okay. Rico kind of like. I mean, we heads. Yeah, we do a quick knock. Hey, hey, anyone here? And if not, then uh, oh. We either hole up here for the night, or uh, what? We leave half, you know, most of the people here while we drive off. Like what? No, I'm thinking the train. Working? Train will take us to landing. Can Can you get a train to work? I mean, the kid was able to fly a plane. How hard could it be? Let's see how well that worked. He got it up and out, and any landing you can walk away from. He smiled like. He doesn't really believe, but <laughs> you know, Dave, I saw you looking at those uh, vehicles out there. I mean, I couldn't make heads or tails of it, but you seem to perk up. We got some good news for us. Yeah, there's a lot of transportation options here, but I don't know. I still think our best bet's the train and getting everybody out in one thing. And I can't imagine that those things could be able to keep up with a. And he's just going to point over to it and rattle off whatever kind of like type it is. Space train. Uh, yes, the the General Atomics TX one uh, tracked hauler is uh, it's it's a very fast and efficient train. It uh, it runs on the nuclear power. But the reactor is very small. It's enough to, you know, carry just about any load. And it's not capable of, like, maglev level speeds. But it would be faster than anything that doesn't fly on this planet. Okay. Yeah, I specifically so... look over to see what Rico has to say about this and not what TJ has to say. How armored are the sides, uh, like the cargo area, I guess, for lack of like a better word, where we're going to put the, um, all of our people in this train. Um, so if you're traveling in the grain cars, um, they are built to withstand tons and tons of weight as a container and maintain rigidity. So, 
in in terms of armor, like they can take anything pretty much short of like an armor piercing auto cannon round. Like they would take the rounds that were on the um the APV, but if you had a larger like phase plasma cannon, I mean nothing stands against that. So chances are like it's it's gonna shrug off just about anything that, that you can throw at it. Unless there's some kind of xenomorph that you haven't seen before. Why would you say such a thing? I definitely like what I'm seeing right here. And, you know, counting all the heads around me, it's too many. And, you know, ATV doesn't really have enough protection. Tractor can't go fast enough. I say load everybody up. Let's get this train rolling. Let's do it. All right. Um, so to get into these train cars would require basically getting a ladder, and finding out a way to basically lever this backboard to get in. Because the only way that you're getting in is through the top. It doesn't, it's, it's you know, basically it's a bulk storage car. It doesn't have, like, a door to get in or anything. Yeah, well, there's plenty of other vehicles right there that we can use to clamber up on. What about the engine, like the train engine? Does that have a door to get in? It does not. It is essentially like it's an it's an open like not even car. It's uh just an automated engine unit with uh, a miniaturized nuclear reactor on it. One of those things you kind of don't want to sit on because you don't know how well it's shielded. It's shielded to the best of the best that it can be. Uh, it's as shielded as economically feasible. Exactly, the best that it can be. Yeah. Yeah, we could always pick up the um the guy on the backboard with the tractor, right? The bucket of the tractor. Just kind of loop him on in. I am 100% for any of these ideas. <sighs> well, Dave, I can see the wheels turning. Um what do you think what do you think the most feasible thing is? I don't know who you're asking. You, Dave, Dave McDonald. Oh, sorry. Uh, the uh, the bucket on the tractor, or the just using the the other vehicles as like a uh, you know climb up on the hood, climb up on the roof, climb up onto the train. All right. Well, do tell we, us how to get started. Uh, do we? How, how do we? How do we get this done? Uh, I'm not sure, but we need to figure out how to get this thing to go. If it's automated, we have to go into the building probably and send a signal to say it's full or like ready to go, right? I'm, this isn't my area of expertise. Uh, he looks around at the for the farmer. You know how these things are told to go? Oh yeah, it's like you said. The train cars get filled, and once they're full, the 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 green button inside gets turned on and the administrator inside pushes the button and off it goes. Sends that message off to land and says we met our quota. So we need someone inside to push that button. Oh yeah. Well Dave, could you rig it to uh have some type of time delay? That'd he looks around as though you're talking as though the farmer's name is Dave. But he, then he realizes you're talking to him. He's like I I'm not good with computers like that 
All right. Hmm. <sighs> well, maybe see if we can figure out. We definitely don't want to leave someone up there, but I guess first things first is to get into place. So I if believe you, you said... can load the train, I can hit the button. Uh, we need a doctor. I don't believe Zephyr should stay. Right. That's uh I, I really agree with that. But first let's let's check everything out and you know, do what you said. Get on top of this thing. Worst comes the worst we can cut. The most important thing is is it getting out of here or is it making sure everybody gets out of here? <sighs> Saving everyone we can. That's you can. the most important. So thing. you don't really need a doctor, you just need to get out of here. Well, yes, but, well I've, I've never. Right, I, I agree with everyone here, uh, and, I, and I think I speak for everyone when I say that everyone here, we're all going to make it onto that train and out of this situation. I don't believe that's. Look, worst comes to worst, being inside that train car is going to be sturdier than anything else that we would find around here to hunker down in. Is there any way? That Zephyr could hit the button and then jump onto the train. Is there a mother unit here? Like a mother safety room? Like those are built like a safe house, aren't they? So more than likely there isn't an actual mother unit here, but there is a direct connection to mother in landing. So no one has a hidey hole. Well, nobody has a mother hidey hole. Wait, we have the ATV. Person who pushes the button takes the ATV and follows the train. Is there any way for us to control the speed of the train from inside? No, it is automated. Well, I, I take that back. A good enough Comtech roll, and you could probably make it do what you wanted it to, but you can't do it quite at the train... If you're doing it at the train, it would take a heavy machinery roll because you're directly interfacing with those circuits. If you wanted to do it based off of the automated route, that's ComTech. So and my thought was, uh, if they take the if they take the ATV to catch up to the train, if we could slow the train down long enough for them to have the the opportunity to catch up. How are they going to get into a moving train from a moving ATV that they have to drive? It's a great idea, but, I mean, we're not a circus act here. Have you ever seen Space Furious 7? I watched it with you, yes. I know what you're talking about. Hit the button, I can get on the ATV and follow you. These creatures you guys are worried about don't seem have an interest in me, and if that carries on... I should be fine to stay and hit the button and follow on the ATV. Uh, yeah, but what about Grandpa with the broken neck? He needs your specialties. He's stable. I can't do anything else for him until i in a better medical situation with more equipment. Yes. I've done everything I can for him. This is the best plan, Zephyr. Thank you. Okay, so I am aware you are loading everybody that you can into the train car. You are going to find a way to make it think that it has filled itself with grain so it can leave. And then Zephyr is going to press the go button 
from inside the administration building and then follow on the ATV. Is that all correct? Sounds like a plan. Yeah, 100%. The plan I got. Okay, good, good. So oh, that was. We need to make sure whatever ladder we use to climb in, the last person is able to take it in with us into the thing so we can get back out. Let's just find some rope. Rope the, is easy to find. You won't even need to roll for that. The cripple can't climb a rope. Yeah, but if we get to where we're safe, that's fine. We'll leave him in there and then we'll get somebody to. Oh, rope to get out. Okay. Yeah. Once we're there and safe, that part's easy. All right. He's not in a situation where he needs to be out immediately. So I suggest uh, at least three of us with the rifles stand point and enter last while everyone else gets in. Yeah, that's fine. Rico is definitely staying and waiting. Rico's going to be the last person in the back of that. Um, Grain, what do you call it? I'm sorry. Car. The grain train. The grain train. The grain train. It's the grain train. I love it. How, how far away is the building where the controls are to hit the button? Um, I mean, you've got to cross over a lot, so you know, it's it's from the from the grain train car. It's about a solid seventy-five feet to get to the door, and then you got to get up to the second floor of the admin building because the first floor is all like lockers and lunchroom and all that shit. So the actual admin is on the second floor. It's kind of a standard thing with Wayland Yutani uh, administration. Okay, DJ, you so should give her your your suit card in case she gets into any trouble that needs to be bypassed. If you're and, saying uh, something, you're beat. So, Zephyr will go up to uh, DJ and hold her hand out for the card. He'll pause for a second and go, uh, here you go, Zephyr, and uh, I look forward to seeing you back on the train. And Tario, I've been very impressed with the way you've taken command of this situation. Uh, you know, we get excellent training, of course, but this is this is this is the creme de la creme, and of uh, just will say that I, I appreciate how you've done that. And this is uh, this person over here is Jonah. Jonah, come over here for a second. Anything Tario says, I want you to do it. Okay. I think uh, we've got you, some got some great people here. Yes, yes, sir. He'll introduce uh, you know, Tario. This is Jonah. Jonah, Tario. I think you guys are cut from the same cloth. Uh, yeah, good to meet you. Yeah, yeah. Anything that gets us out of here um, quicker, the better. Yeah. Um. Should uh, for the ATV, we should uh, probably find the keys while uh, we're also getting into that car, so that uh, Zephyr can get out. Unless your magic key card will work for that too. Will my magic key card work with the I don't know if there's like a little like scanner thing. It's like you no. know boop. Well damn. No, that actually has keys. Well, I don't think my key will work. We'll see if uh it will fashion way. He'll just search the, the ATV for like keys under some type of flap or in a compartment of some kind. Uh you do not find the keys on the ATV. Um Wayland Utani's standard operating procedure is that any keys to any vehicle would all be contained in a lockbox that is near the uh, 
main dispatch door of the facility. That way every key can be tagged out and registered so they know who is driving what. Yeah. I was hoping the guy was uh, one of those lazier types who would have left the keys in here, but it looks like to our chagrin, whoever had this did not. The keys are probably where they're supposed to be. So are you going to check while we help load up the people into the train car? And uh, you, you did say they were up in like the like the top of the screen elevator, right? No, oh, no, sorry. they're they're going to be close to where the vehicles are. Oh fuck! Okay, my bad. Yeah, they're they're inside the administration building near the dispatch oh. center. So they're going to be close to the front door at the dispatch desk, basically reception, and they're they're just un- they're in a lockbox under a lockout tagout system, so they can register who who's taking what vehicle. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I know there should be. I'll go give it a quick check. Uh, Jodo, you mind following me over there real quick? Just gonna keep an extra pair of eyes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jonah realizes you just told him to do whatever Gibbs says, and now you're telling him to do this other thing. But he'll follow the company agent. All right. We're gonna go uh, check things out. Okay. Uh, so it's only gonna be you two going into the administration building, and everybody else is loading up. Yes, I'm staying and helping the people. Okay. Uh, so you will be able to find ladders that are tall enough to get you into the grain cars because, of course, the interiors require cleaning and maintenance at times, and you always want to be able to get somebody in there. So that part is easy enough. Getting William in there is going to be more difficult because he is on a backboard. Um, I won't have you roll for it, but it is going to take time. Um, who is going over first into the train car? I'll give it a, a quick check. Okay. So I'm happy to go up top, uh, give it a look, and stay up top to run perception guard, etc. Alrighty. Um, so give me a quick observation roll. There it is. Uh, I will push that roll. All right. Feel free to push that roll. Add one stress. Rolled all again. Oh, three. Glorious. Three successes. So, um, the first thing you're going to notice is free, um, which is as you go over the top and you look into the train car itself, you'll see that it is not bare metal as these things are wont to be. There is some kind of dark like resiny substance along the bottom and it's textured in a way that kind of reminds you almost like a bone and it doesn't go over the entirety of of the bottom of the train car it gets about a quarter of the way there like um like somebody's applying paper mache and has only just gotten started uh the second thing that you will see is that uh this is the only train car. There are three total train cars. This is the only one that has anything like that in it. Um, let's see. So that was your first. Your second is going to be... Um, when you're up there, you're going to realize you still haven't heard anything that isn't you. No animals. No other people. No sounds of machinery running. 
you can't you don't even hear the buzzing of of like the halogen lights uh, when they get turned on if they get turned on it's completely silent and the third thing you notice is that in the engine car quote unquote there is a uh basically like a a tool locker or some kind of access locker and you see that the door is closed but it's bulging out like uh something is in there so uh i'll imagine for motion for tario to come on up tario slightly confused will climb on up i will begin to point these things out to him um would tario know about the resin because he was like about how that's related to alien stuff give me an observation okie dokie i think he's actually pretty good at this remember where the button is yes you are aware of what this resin is um this is when an infestation gets to a certain point um when these xenomorphs are making a nest this is the material that they do that they use in order to make that nest it's basically their version of terraforming so you seeing this here means that the xenomorphs were here you seeing it in this amount means there aren't a lot of xenomorphs and they haven't been here long um i kind of unquietly tell that to mcdonald so they might be nearby and they know that this exists here. So uh, I guess I'll point over to the big thing that was by the engine. Couldn't couldn't find that word. It is it is on the engine car. It is it is a storage locker that is on the engine car. It's where you'd expect like tools and stuff for the maintenance of the miniaturized nuclear reactor that is sealed away. Um that's where you expect those to be stored. And the doors is all bulgy. Great. You think something's hiding in there? Or locked uh, in there? Maybe. I do feel like I would know I would feel safer with this whole thing if we knew for sure. And and I don't know about you, I don't know how much uh, any motions with his head towards the assembled masses of people who aren't aren't really built for this. All right, shall we? Cox and I point guns at it while you try and open the door, or? <laughs> yeah, let's let's find out. Uh, Cox, can you? Uh, or Rico, can you? Uh, we have a uh, something. If you can help. I just hear the tone, and I kind of go like a, a shade paler. Yep. Um. Yeah, we should probably climb down to deal with that. Is it a thing that we have to climb down, or can we like jump from one car to another and go across? You you can go across the top of the car and get to the train car, sure. Sure. Yeah, just check all the the possibilities for creepy crawlies. Yep. And while so, they're yeah. going across the top, I'm gonna follow along at the same clip, um, just down below and checking underneath of the car because something's cars something is serious you know now okay yeah 
Yeah. Um, so you give me an observation roll as well, then, if you please. Uh, two successes. Excellent. So you're going to notice as well as as you're you're walking along, you'd expect to hear your boots like crunch against gravel, and you're not even getting that. Like the sound is just deadened. Uh, but you will also note that while there is nothing underneath the train cars, you do come across a footprint in the dust and the dirt that would be about the size of a kid's footprint. Damn Van. Gotta be. So now I'm just keeping my eyes out for him as well. Think. Look, think, shoot. Not just look, shoot now. So you converge on the locker. Who's going to open that door? Uh, we believe... Th- I believe the plan was for Terry to watch my back as I... Uh... Reach for that door. Okay. The plan was Tario and Rico point guns at the door while you open it. Then in that case, we're going to go over to DJ and Jonah. Um, you step inside the administration building. It is well lit. It is climate controlled. The fans over the tables lazily spin. Um, sound comes back as you come in. The humming of computer systems and lights. You don't hear any music or anything. Um, you hear the the hum of the air the air recyclers as the AC system keeps things moving. All right. Well, uh, look for those keys and uh, you know keep an eye keep an eye out there, Jenna. Uh, Yes, sir. And in his hypervigilant mode, he's going to bring the shotgun up and he's going to be covering corners. He's going to be looking at all directions and going to be completely useless for finding anything that isn't what I want him to find. (laughs) Definitely stated. So so, uh, is it like a roll to find these things? Observation. Observation. Am I any good? Yes. Yes, I am. Go team! Fuck. <laughs> All right. So you're not able to push this roll. However, add one stress and then roll, uh, hit the panic button on your sheet, which is uh, top center under roll buttons under the 1d3 and the 1d6 says panic. The shit? Under the. Okay. Shit, hostile. Yeah, I'm not. Man, I must be blinded. I'm seeing like my you... name. You go down one, and it says career, career. You go down uh-huh. one, and that's the roll button section. Oh, under- okay. There you go. People wouldn't believe it. Man, like, off, off three, six, nine dice, one of which is a stress, that's the only one that was anything, and it was a fucking one. It was a one. <laughs> um, so- I figured out why Oz likes this game so much. It makes up for all of his other terrible dice rolls. Fucking right. So what, what is a four? Sorry, good. Uh, a four means that you you're able to keep it together. So you're going through the the lack of people is starting to get to you. The lack of noise outside is starting to get to you. The the lengthening shadows are getting to you. Jonah's over nervousness at watching his entire security team get taken and or eaten by aliens 
is definitely getting to you. And instead of looking for keys, you are practicing your breathing, trying to get your heartbeat under control. David, uh, or DJ, just leans over on a desk as he tries to catch his breath, and he wipes the beads of sweat from his brow as they mix with the blood from the cut above his eye. On the desk that you're leaning on, you will see a cup of coffee. It is half full. It looks cold. He's going to sigh. He's going to drink it anyway. Um, I will let you produce a one panic as you have cold coffee that shocks you to your senses. <sighs> DJ says as he sets the empty coffee mug back down gently on the uh, the table or the, uh, yeah, the surface of whatever he's leaning on. <laughs> All right, so you're not having any luck finding the keys here. Do you go deeper into the building? Yeah. Uh, Joan, I can't find it. We got to keep looking, though. I mean, Zephyr, she's trying to, you know, she talked about trying to go there and do that herself. Just, we go, let's just keep looking, all right? Okay. So as you and Jonah step further into the building. Um, you you get out of the entry hall and the dispatch desk, and for some reason you don't see the lockbox there, but you are also, you know, preoccupied. You step past the lunchroom, and you will see, as you glance in there, um, the freeze-dried meals that make up the majority of the grain people's diet are for lunch. The lunch ration is still on the table. Like it's still on the counter. Um, got popped out of whatever rehydrator that Wayland Yutani let them use, but they've been sitting there for at this point, six, seven hours. Is there any sign of anything else other than people having left destruction? You know, that kind of thing. Nothing like that. It just looks like everybody got up and out in a hurry. And even though it was a hurry, it was a structured and orderly evacuation. Like, there's no papers on the floor. You know, shit hasn't been tossed. Everything's just been, like, set down and everybody left. All right. Uh, it's, it's pretty eerie, Jonah, but at least there's not people and blood and acid everywhere, whatever the hell that was. That's true. You definitely don't see any of that. Jonah is relieved as well, but he still has his shotgun at the ready. Are you going to go deeper into the building? Yeah, I mean, we we must go deeper. So at this point... We're we're looking for anything else that's interesting. Weapons, you know, uh, unused food, uh, you know, rocket propel grenades, heavy machine guns, tanks, you know, whatever is just kind of Lay the boot. Well, uh, food is something they definitely got. There is enough here that you could feed everybody for the next three meals without a problem. All right. D- uh, D- yeah, DJ will grab a couple uh, ration packets. Yeah, might as well. Stuff right. in uh, his shirt, I guess. Um, the the first aid station is a little 
it's like almost to expiry date, but it is fully stocked. So uh, Zephyr will be able to rebuild her med kit in here. Yeah, he's gonna load that up. He's gonna tell John to pack. He's gonna like packing into a, you know their shirts and pockets. Uh, he's got cocoa pants, right? Shove, 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 <laughs> shove some gauze in there. All right. Uh, weapons, you don't find any. Like they didn't have any guns here. They they didn't even have an area for or a lockbox for an armory. Um, and then that's it for the bottom floor. On uh, there would be a stairs and an elevator to go to the admin level where the offices and the comps, the com relay, and everything else is. Well, let's go up, see what we can find, let's see what if there's any communications equipment, more supplies, or some damn ATV keys. Uh, okay, give me one more observation roll when you get up there. So how many floors is this, is this admin building? Uh, two floors. Okay, so this this is it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, observation. Did that not go? Well, uh, wow, it went. We're so <laughs> we're so good at stuff. <laughs> uh, you are you are amazing. Uh, so as you step onto the admin floor, you will find a bit more evidence here of a rush departure. There are some papers on the floor. Um. You know, there's a chair knocked back. There's a spilled cup of coffee. It's been there for a while. Um, the What you see kind of like the quote-unquote path of destruction leads towards the staircase. And uh, you'll notice that it starts at the main admin console. This is where you get the communications. Um, it's where you can contact the mother system or, you know, landing itself or the refueling station, the the staging area in orbit where the grain vessels uh, load up and then leave the system. Um, but you do also see on on that table next to the admin console is a lockbox. And on the lockbox, it does say in stenciled, uh, stenciled uh, paint, keys. Okay, so, so we're on the second floor. We can see... The communications, like, really, and I'm like picturing a giant desk computer thing, you know, yep. like the old school, like hit a button intercom deal. Absolutely. And we've got a lockbox. Like, is it a portable lockbox? Yes. Oh, okay. And it says keys on it. Yes. All right. And, and I assume it's locked with no key in the locky bit. Uh, you assume incorrectly. The box is openable, and there are keys inside. Do any of them look like, I don't know, ATV keys to an ATV X1? Um, yeah, absolutely. You do see ATV keys in there. All right, well, fuck it. We're getting all the keys. You never know when you might need keys. Keys are great. Okay. But, uh, yeah, we're definitely getting that key. It's like, all right. Uh, what condition can I tell is this communications equipment in? Does it, like, you know, work? Uh, it does work. You can see at first glance, it is indeed functional. Um, you can see, uh, in fact, like the monitor itself is active. It, uh, on, on a closer look, as you look at it, you see that somebody was in process of compiling a message to send to mother and landing. Ooh. What does it say? Something is 
H. Is there any blood? There's nothing here? There's nothing here. There's a spilled coffee cup. There's a knocked over chair. There's papers that are scattered. But no blood. No resin. No acid spit. Well, they're in more of a hurry than we originally thought. More than I thought. I mean, let's get these keys and let's, let's head back. So, so I'm just going to ask you, like, I've been hearing about this mother system thing. It's so, like, we could contact, like, you know, HQ from this thing and be like, holy shit, things are on fire sitting in the fucking Marines. That's correct. You can. So the mother system is um that's that's the computer system the ai system it links with with Wayland yutani it has all the way you rules in it all like all the the directives and everything every nearly i think every every ship has one every station has one every every colony planet has at least one this station is too small to have one but it does connect to the mother system that is in landing and so in in most cases, like the mother system can lock everybody else out and take the directives directly from home office. Like it already knows what its what its directives are, and it doesn't necessarily need to share them. But if you send a message to it, it would respond. Okay. Uh, fuck, I'm not sure what the. So this this can contact the system in landing. But it can contact people in like the space. It can. Oh, it can. Okay. It can. Well, who? Who? I guess. Uh, you can look at Jonah. He's gonna say, uh, just "Keep an eye." I mean, we're trying to reach out to people, give an update on our situation. Okay. And he's yeah. going to, uh, I guess, type up a message to the, but whoever he, whoever he would call. I don't know who his contacts are. You know, Mister Jones. Give me a Comtech roll. Here we go. And you tell me what contacts you would have that you would be able to call. Sure. Uh, we're going to go with uh, whoever his direct superior would be, okay. which would probably be some off-worldy person who assigned him here. And it's going to be... Uh, go with Bill. Okay. So there are a couple of other things that you can do here. One, Bill is either at um, the main Wayland yutani station, that's two light minutes out, that you tried to contact earlier. He may be at the refueling station that's in orbit. He may be at landing. Um, the guy travels around a lot being an executive, but you do know that he's supposed to be on world. Okay. The other thing... Oh. Ahead, sorry. Uh, the other thing you can do, you did get one success on the Comtech roll. So you can use that and try and call him at landing, or you can use that success and you can utilize the communication system to find out who or what is in orbit as well that you can you can contact. Okay. Okay. And I believe our train is going to landing, right? Yes, the train is yeah. going to landing, and Let's... you do see the system there. It's not part of the admin console, but it's adjacent to it. Okay. And what 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 would the again? I'm sorry, I don't know all the the, the tech of this world. So what what is the admin console like? What would that be able to do? The admin console handles a lot of the basic. Like it's a big mainframe system, right? 
So you've got a console that's specifically to work the the train and the loading mechanisms and and the the filling and operation of that train, and that's on a separate console that's next to the mainframe system. Oh, I'm calling calling landing, uh, Bill or anyone. Please respond ASAP. Boop. Okay. Uh, so you send that message to landing, and the text console is going to light up. And it is going to say um, to um, Grain Train Station, uh, name pending, uh, from Mother 9000 Landing, please present your credentials. General Order 16 has taken effect. Do we know what General Order 16 is? You do know what General Order 16 is. Is it good? General Order 16 is a Weyland-Yutani protocol that ensures a communications blackout while administrative personnel evacuate landing for orbit, leaving the remaining colonists on world to suffer whatever fate befalls them. Only hard-corded automated transports, like trains and the grain ships from ground orbit, will continue without direct intervention from any orbital vessel. Okay, so only trains and grain orbital shipments? Yep, and or we, anything that's outside the Weyland Yutani systems. Like if there's, you know, if if there's a ship in orbit, it can break the blockade and come down if communicated with. Like just like like somebody's ship, but not a Weyland Yutani ship because it would just like not. Correct. Okay. It, did we see any grain? Uh, you know, flying ship, flying grain ships, or was it all trains? Uh, so with one success on the communications uh, on your Comtech. I will say that you are able to see the schedule, and you see that this train is one day behind schedule. It is supposed to arrive to landing 24 hours before the grain, uh, the the vessel arrives. So it's a day behind. It's supposed to be in landing right now, which means that in the morning, that vessel from orbit is going to land. Okay. So tomorrow morning, a vessel lands in landing. It is supposed to get a grain shipment from this train, which is supposed to be waiting for it to arrive, but it's currently still here, right? Correct. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. And do we know how long ago? Well, I mean, that pretty much tells me the answer. We had to go in that fucking plane. Cool. So at that moment, DJ will just like stand up like he was almost hit with lightning. Like he'll stand up and the chair like rolls backwards, uh, scooting across the floor towards the, uh, you know, towards Jonah, who presumably turns around upon hearing this happen. We uh, all right, um, got a response back. Got some good news and some bad news. All right, Jonah. Yes, sir. So, and you know, Will and understanding the seriousness of this and the ability to for it to spread. I decided that this uh, this entire sector, this uh, that this planet, as it were, is uh, well. It's, uh, it's going to have to be more or less sacrificed, and we may very well be the last people here. But more importantly, we're going to be the last people off this thing. So, the only way off this planet, well, the only way for us to live is to get off this planet. And the only way off this planet is in a hard-coded, automated system that can't be shut down or wouldn't be shut down and a grain 
ship would be it. And there's one, and it leaves tomorrow. I need you to help me get everyone out of here safely. I just don't, I don't see any way that we can do it without the skill people we have. What do you need me to do, sir? Let's get the hell out of here. Let's get everybody moving. Let's get that train operating. Make sure everybody remains calm. Terrio, utter faith in him. Dave, you know, he's a bit prickly, but he's competent, and we need his skills. Zephyr, again, acting odd and strange. I mean, I we need to make sure that the plan works. I've got the keys here, all right, to that ATV, or at least an ATV. I have to hope that they work. The only thing I'm not sure about is Rico. She's just seemed... I mean, she's seen a lot. She's been solid before, but this, I feel like she's a bit shaken. So just keep an eye out and just know that, uh, just know that people react to stress in a different way. And we never know who we really are until we're faced with that. Okay. Uh, yeah, a- absolutely, sir. Whatever, whatever you say. Right. I know I can get on you and he'll, uh, pat him on the, pat him on the shoulder there. <sighs> the hell out of here. And he'll follow you out. Uh, Zephyr, what are you up to? Acting strange. Acting strange, apparently, is what I'm up to. Um, well, I'm going to assume that they're going to put the keys to the ATV in the ATV. So I, uh, Zephyr is just heading to that building and to find the, uh, the equipment that she needs to find in order to get the train to move when it's ready to go, when she gets the signal. Okay, so you're going to pass, you're going to encounter, I should say, uh, DJ and Jonah as you go in. Okay. Okay. Are they coming back out? Oh, yeah, yeah they're on their way back out. Oh, all right. Did you find the key? Yes, yeah, right, right here. Okay. And she'll hold her hand out. He'll pause the hands it to her and says, <sighs> hope it works. I'm sure it will. Well, you better get to the train. I'll get up to the room. Right. Um, yeah, let's go. And she'll walk past him to head up to that room. Okay. Um, give me an observation check when you get up there. Do do serving things. Uh, but you're better than DJ because you got a success. <laughs> That is an infinite number of successes over <laughs> DJ. I love that I can say that. Uh, so when you come in, um, you're going to see largely the same things that they saw. Um, the admin console still has the communications uh, from Mother, and it says General Order um, General Order 16 is in effect. Please present credentials. Mm-hmm. Hi there. Been holding that breath for a while? I'll see now he's muted. <laughs> okay. I haven't even gotten to the terrifying part yet. That's great. Uh, so you will also see the uh, the control scheme for the, for the train, for the grain train, and all grain-related accessories. Uh, it is next to that communications console. Uh, you will see... Uh, there is a set of lights, um, basically like a traffic light, red, yellow, green. Currently, the light is red, and there is a button underneath it. And there's that same 
stenciled paint that says um, train launch underneath uh, uh, underneath the lights, but above the button. Okay. I don't think she would know what... Uh, you can ask. I don't think she would. I think it's... She knows that she needs to get the people out, and the train is getting the people out. Doesn't mean it's going to get them to safety, but it's going to get them out of here. So I don't think she's going to delve. I think she's going to just do the job that she came here to do. Okay. Uh, give me a com tech roll, if you please. Not good at com tech either. Uh, but you're good enough. <laughs> so with one success at com tech, you can see that there are two ways to go about this. One, uh, to actually load the train cars with grain. It looks like um, the feeding mechanism is jammed. You have a log from uh, Director Kennedy, who was the head of the station, the company agent with Whalen yutani sent Tex uh, Easley and Richardson uh to do maintenance on the loading mechanisms, and they reported that some kind of critter had gotten itself wedged in under one of the feeder arms, and they were trying to get it out. And that was the last contact that you'd had, or that that uh, Kennedy had had. However, uh, if you get that unjammed, it will load, and then the train will be ready to go, and everything will turn green. The disadvantage there is that people will drown in grain, which is probably not the best idea. Yeah, you uh, don't want to do that one. The the second thing you can do is you can send a release request to Mother, but you will need a company agent's credentials to do so. I have that. Okay. Um, so you are able to back out of the General Order 16 thing and request release for the train. And... Uh, the communication screen will light up again, and it will say from Mother 9000 landing to Grain Train Station. Um, company Officer David Jason Khaled, colon, General Order 16 is in effect. Train is inoperable at this time. Foreign material detected in maintenance tunnels underneath train. Sample of foreign materials must be on vessel to affect vehicle release. Confirm yes, no. The screen will flash again from Mother 9000 landing station to DJ Khaled. Confirm status of biological sample. Size, weight, a general description. I'll give them all the info for the embryo. Green will flash back again. Uh, it will flash like this nice green. You'll look over and you'll see that green light will turn on. Uh, from Mother 9000, uh, train is released. Please note, uh, vehicle will arrive directly to headquarters. Um, Please send signal when uh, train is en route so security forces will be on hand to take sample into science lab upon arrival. Confirm yes, no. Okay. Um, and then the final message will be, um, Waylon Yutani thanks you for your attention to this matter. 
uh, bonus will be discussed with administrator upon arrival. Going back to my power trio, they were at the train. You were at this door, and Dave McDonald rips it open, and you find nothing. Not even the tools that were supposed to be in here are here. That's uh, better than what it could have been. Yeah. Hopefully we don't need no tools, but uh, yeah. As uh, you are checking this out, you will hear a loud clunk underneath the uh, train cars. And you will also hear the distinct sound of a reactor starting to power up that is very close nearby you. Eyes real big. And I just yell out for Van. Van? Kid, you here? Time to go, boys. I mean, we're already... I'm already on the train. I turn around and head back to help continue loading these people up. If Van heard anything, he doesn't say anything. Okay. Van does not say anything. He's a little shithead kid. I know. That's why he survived so long. All right. So, um... People who are outside, which is going to be McDonald, Cox, Gibbs, and Khaled. Give me observation rolls, all of you, please. <laughs> loving it. Absolutely loving Damn. it. Oh, fantastic. Zero, one, two, and three. But no panics. That's great and or bad. Okay, so as as you are all rushing to get onto the train, get people onto the train, taking care for poor William, who's who's on a back brace. Over the hum of the reactor for this train, you hear something otherworldly. You hear something primal, furious. And it's something that you've all heard before. You heard it in Sunshine. When you were driving for your lives and you hit that barricade behind every one of you, you heard that sound. You heard the aggressive, metallic screech of something hunting. And you hear you heard just one. Rico might not. Rico, all Rico hears is the sound. But McDonald and Gibbs both hear that it's just one. But it's only Gibbs that hears it's below them. It's it. Uh, yeah, there's something under the train. Um, it might be holding on. Or well, this thing's not a mag train, so when it starts going, it'll just rip it apart. Uh, I've seen enough movies to know that uh, you can hold on, and like, I don't know. There's there's enough space. I don't know how big it is. Uh, all right, I'll take a look, and uh. Gibbs is going to try and look for it so he can shoot it. Uh, I will move the cover, Gibbs, because we bros, and I just got my bro back. So the first thing that you'll note when you when you all get down and you're on the ground is that underneath a train car, like on either side of the track and then underneath in the center, there's grating. And it's venting for the maintenance tunnels that are underneath the train. That's also where you can get underneath the grain elevator to get to the main machinery that works the loading arms and everything else. 
Gibbs, you know the sound came from there. It's not quite underneath. It's underneath a train, but not literally under the trains. Well, I mean, it is literally under the train's wheels, just not where you think it is. All right, that's not too bad. Um, is there an easy source of fuel I could dump in there and then just light it? Yes. There is a refueling station for the tractor and the ATVs and such. It all uses the same kind of fuel. Um, there is, you know, the larger pump, but there's enough barrelage around that you could probably get a barrel half full or full of the stuff, however long you want to take to do it, and then you can roll it over and dump it in and then just do whatever you do. All right, uh, Dave, give me a hand. We're going to fill up a barrel uh, half full, I don't know, enough to dump behind us and light whatever's under there on fire. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely assist. Okay. Um, so both of you give me heavy machinery. One success is all it takes. This is going to take a turn, which is going to be four minutes. And that's to find it, get the top off, get it half full, and roll it over to be ready to be dumped. Meanwhile, people are still loading. Uh, DJ, what are you doing? DJ is just watching warily. He's, saying, you know, he's just like inching back from this. This is not his wheelhouse. It doesn't need to be. Okay. Uh, Zephyr is inside. Uh, Rico, what are you doing? Uh, freaking out a little bit, but covering um, the loading of our um, passengers. Okay. Um, first mint will go by. And no roll needed this time. You will hear it again. That that alien metallic screech like metal on metal, but it's somehow organic. It's in the same place, but it's moved a little. It's still below, but it's almost like it's it's trying to echolocate. A second minute. You don't hear anything except the train. The third minute. I'll need observation rolls. I think I think we both broke up on that. I don't think I'm observing in this situation, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, you're outside. Okay. Uh, McDonald, you will need to do a panic roll. I will not because I remembered my thing. What's my... your thing? Tell everybody what your thing is. I have a talent. It is called the long haul. You've seen it and done it all before. Nothing surprises you anymore. Once per act in cinematic play, uh, you may ignore all panic from a single roll. I've had that the whole time. You could have been using this every session. That's once er once per act in cinematic play. Yes, but our sessions typically run in one act for each session. Makes it easier that way. All right. So Gibbs is laser focused on getting this this thing filled and it's gotten to the point where he's comfortable with it, but he's not paying attention to anything. Rico. Well, no, we got one success first. DJ, you feel a shift in the air. Like something has been opened. Some kind of like air is, is moving where once it was not in the still of the night. The sun is fully down now. Um, the halogen lights click on with that loud buzz. 
And for the barest hint of a second, you see a shadow. Uh, McDonald and Rico, you also see the shadow. But you also see where that shadow is coming from. And it's coming from behind DJ, who is watching your operation. Uh, this has got to be good enough. And I start to stop the fueling process. Uh, in DJ's direction. Is it? I don't know. Just head nod over there like fucking... Fine, sure, yeah. I'm not a big arsonist, so I wouldn't know how much we need. Uh, Zephyr, from your perch in the administration building, you can see part of what's going on here. So you see them starting to load people up after freaking out near the front of the engine. Uh, you see all of them freeze and hesitate for a moment, and then you see McDonald and Gibbs run off towards the wall of the building where you can't see them. And you see Rico being very wary, and then you see Rico kind of freeze and look towards where the entrance was. That's what you see going on. Okay. She would change. I mean, the train's ready to go now, right? Yes. Uh, the green, the button is ready to hit at any time. Okay. All right. So I just haven't hit it yet. Right. Okay. Um. Well, I I kind of want to wait until I see everybody on the. Okay. So I'm not gonna hit the button yet, but I don't think I'll wait too much longer. So we'll see. Okay. Um. I'll tell you what then. Roll me one d six. Okay, so I'm going to give everybody two rounds, and at the end of the second round is when that button's going to be hit. Yes, that sounds fair to me. Okay. All right, then I am going to roll. That's going to be very bad for somebody. As another reminder, in Alien, where's my core rulebook? There it is. In Alien, Xenomorphs do not act like normal players do. They have a very limited skill set, very limited actions, which is good and bad, obviously, uh, because that also means that it's entirely based off of what dice I roll. And I have... At this point, on a 1d6, which is what I'm supposed to roll, I have rolled a 6. Sixes, when I roll them, are terrible for everybody involved. And as I have already made the telegraph of what is about to happen, I am now going to make that roll. So, I am going to roll. Okay. DJ! For me, please roll your mobility. All right. See how we do. Awesome. Uh, that is. That is. Okay. So I will do one thing more here. So give me a manipulation role 
Because at this point, you roll four dice for mobility. You got no successes. You have rolled one success for manipulation. This is good. Because last session, you did convince Jonah to be your man. And it is that which saves you in this moment. Because behind you, you you feel that, that change in the wind. And you see the shadow on the ground. And too late, you realize if you see the shadow on the ground, it's behind you. And as you turn, you can feel the presence of this biomechanical monster that is at your back. And you are face to face with a seven foot tall, all black, semi metallic creature with an elongated head and a tail longer than you are. And its teeth are bared. And it has no eyes, but you can tell it's looking at you. So, first off, add one stress, please. And that then, seems fair. <laughs> and then make a panic roll for me. A seven. Okay. A seven is a nervous tick, which is, is fine. Everything's fine. Everything is all right. You're going to take... Uh, one more stress. And the reason you're going to take this nervous twitch is because you you see its mouth open and inside there's a second mouth. And it snaps at you. And it is leaning straight for your face. It is literally going to bite your head clean off before you are knocked to the ground by Jonah whose chest is enveloped by the jaws of this creature, and then everybody hears an agonizing scream as this guy has his heart pushed out the ba his back by a screeching little alien face that is in betwixt the jaws of a larger alien creature. So... Everybody can take another stress for that. You can have that gratis, free of charge. So is that, Thank does that you. does that me too? So I go to four. Uh, no, you just had yours. Okay. Yeah, DJ screams and like freaks out. He starts like pushing, but he's on the ground. He's like pushing himself back. I'm gonna be faster just to get up and move, but he just can't like think to get his body to move in the way that it needs to move. And so he's just like sketchy. Like, finally rolls over and starts crawling on all fours, like. Get some cover between him and this fucking thing. Uh, all right, you are in more or less the open. So there's two directions you could go. You can try and 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 crab walk towards the train, or you can try and make it into the administration building because the door is also there. And yeah, let's, let's let's see on that train. Is it like a door of some kind, or is it just like I don't really? The yeah, train itself, it's going to take you a while to get there, because it is a solid 75 feet from the door to that train. How many people are between D uh, DJ and the, uh, and the alien? <laughs> the it's people like... between DJ and the alien? There, ain't, there was one, he got eaten just now. Fuck, we're not doing great. <laughs> so, we're going Okay, we're outside the administration building, the train's 75 feet away, and we're, where is, like, 
Fuck. God damn it. You can you can try and get behind, you know, one of the busted cars. You can get try and get behind the the tractor, which is capable of function. You do have the keys to that. You can try and get to the ATV, but you did give those keys away. You can try and get inside the building. Uh, all of these options are open to you, provided you make another mobility roll for me. Cool. Let's go to... <sighs> okay. First, mo- f- first things first. Right? Awesome. <laughs> that is six dice, zero successes. I, <laughs> I absolutely love making DJ do a mobility roll because he fails every single one. 100% of the time. 100%. So um, your options have now been reduced to you can try and get behind the hulk of one vehicle or try and get to the door of the administration building. Well, he can push the roll, can't he? Uh, yeah, he could push the mobility roll. That's true. You would so go to stress level four and re-roll everything. <sighs> We're going to just, like, try to get behind the, uh, the hulk of a car and, like, hide from this fucking thing. Okay, you are taking cover. That works. Uh, let's move to the top. Uh, McDonald, what are you doing? We had a plan with this, uh, barrel of fuel. Mm-hmm. Is... With the emergence of the giant monster, is there a good place that we could use this to, I guess, like, block off where the giant monster would come to us? Or is it even possible that there's another giant monster, which is what we were hearing, which is what our original plan was? Uh... Okay, okay. So, uh... Do I want an observation roll or no? Um, yes, I do. To give me an observation roll. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know the rules. And so do I. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> now I have to do a cotton and find where the panic roll button is. That's right. There it is. Got it. Ten. Ten. You freeze. Any action that you're going to take right. is... Now stopped. You're gonna go. Your uh, stress is gonna go up by one. An additional one, or just yes. the one for an additional one. Uh, Five. Gib- yes. Uh, Gibbs, you are right next to him. Your stress level goes up by one because you see that he is frozen solid, trying to decide what to do with this fuel barrel. Look, you see do, him. We, we we know there's one, right? If there's more, doesn't matter. Okay, we deal with the threat we know that exists right now. So just snap out of it and let's go. And um, Gibbs is going to raise his gun and uh, can he see the creature or no? Yes, you can see the creature. Well, he's going to take a shot. Okay. Give a, me. Go ahead. As a clarifying question, is this the same kind of creature that was at the the plane? No. Okay. So this this creature is the same as the ones that was chasing you when you were in the AP uh, um, in the APV. Okay. So the one that was actually at the the thing at the plane was a different thing entirely, and it looked like those two types of alien did not get along with each other. Oh, good. Two successes on ranged combat is glorious. Uh, I'm going to roll. Uh, two rolls on mobility to evade that 
is uh, not going to be enough. And in in, in chances of tie, then the tie is always going to go to the player. So you have hit it with your pulse rifle. Uh, Extra bonus things, do I? Like the... the... uh, No bonus damage, no. You get... You get the hit, so you get the same, the straight damage roll. The damage is two. Um, so what I need to do is I need to roll five well, dice. Well, because is, is there a bonus for the M4A1 rifle? Uh, One bonus, yeah. If you want to roll okay. one more die. Yeah, sure. Okay, nothing. Okay. Um, so I'm going to roll five dice. That is the armor of, of this critter. And if I can roll more than two successes, it will not do any damage. But if I don't, uh, you damage it, and we're going to see where the blood spray goes. Holy shit. Holy crap. Uh, Okay, so I rolled 5d6, I rolled four sixes and a five. So, uh, Gibbs, you blast this creature, and you hear it shriek. And you see it envelop back into the fog as it takes off. But you don't see any sign of acid blood or anything else. You have scared it off. And you've bought yourself some time. Also, I'm just going to say it. That was absolute bullshit. <laughs> Four sixes and a five. Yeah, why can't I get that I mean, what the fuck? Okay. Um, Rico, what are you doing? Uh, just watch this. This. Um alien just run off so i am gonna march over to grab dj because if i if i could i would just toss him right in the truck now or in the um cargo bay of the train now but i think it might be a little more difficult you know so i'm gonna go try and grab him to get him dragging and moving uh okay dj are you going to resist this at all uh, I'm sorry. I'll be honest. I poked him for a second there. What what happened? What was she doing? Um. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Rico, give me a close combat roll. All right. You know the rules, and so do I. Perfect. Uh. Okay. So um, you're able to keep it together, but uh, DJ is very clearly freaked out at the death of his underling and is fighting you to get to the train like he's he's trying to hide from the alien uh at this point zephyr it is your turn this marks the end of turn one so that was a four but she'd be at four stress on top of that so it would so be, an, be eight. an eight yeah yeah nervous twitch then uh tremble tremble thank you uh tremble 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 Keep getting blocked by character sheets. There we go. Um, okay, so Rico, you've got a tremble, which means that all your agility-linked rolls are going to be at a minus two until we can get your panic under control. Uh, okay, Zephyr. Uh, if the train is ready to go uh, after the next round, then I guess she'll make her way to the... Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna hold in the next round. You hit the button. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, you can see the train is still ready to go. Um, it looks like everybody but the um, the PCs are aboard. 
Uh, you have heard weapons fire. You have heard screaming, a lot of screaming. And you saw Rico jump off of the train and run towards the building. DJ. What yeah, we're trying, we are trying to uh, try and get to that goddamn train. Okay. In fact, we're going to sprint. Like we're we're going to go for it. You're going to go for it. All right, give me a yeah. mobility roll. 100. percent We're just we're we're we're, I mean, we're talking like the run from Terminator, the the, the T2000 run. I gotcha. Hands. Here yeah. we go. It's going to happen. Story point to make this auto success for yourself. Why would I want to do that when I have this? Uh. <laughs> oh shit! Oh. <laughs> Two successes. So I think Rico is like R- Rico going for the full nervous tremble, but trying to still get you on your feet has given you some kind of energy. So you're going to be able to make it to the train and get scrambling up this ladder. You know, he's just bolting his tie. You know, his is like like flailing behind him. You know, just the the, the pleats in the pants are allowing him extra room for full mobility to move to this train. Okay. Um, so of the four people who are active in this combat, McDonald, Cox, Gibbs, and DJ, um, I've assigned you each a number, one through four. Gibbs is three. I have rolled a 1d6 for who the alien is going to attack next, and a six is another head bite. So I'm going to roll my 10 dice, and you are going to roll your mobility as this critter comes out of the fog at you. And you rolled one mobility. He rolled one success. Again, in a case of a tie, the win goes to the PC. So you see the the little head come out again. You see the jaws extend, and it snaps for your head, but your head is not there. You get out of the way just in time. Yeah, just deke out of the way. Yep, you have deked out of the way. Um, McDonald. <laughs> Uh, assist my buddy. Okay. How are you going to do that? Well, I have this giant barrel of fuel. And I feel like I want to kick that over into the giant monster's direction. Is this the same monster? Or is this Would any way for me to know? You call yourself a... Uh, an alien person like you know how people can identify different types of birds do you feel that you are skilled in identifying different types of alien I don't but it was shot um, it was but you did not see any evidence of injury if you really want nope okay (laughs) not that important because I have a boomstick uh yeah no um yeah I'm gonna just okay try and kick over this barrel and light this bitch on fire. Okay, I'm gonna let you kick over the barrel for free because okay. that is something that a panicked person would do. Cool, I'm I'm good at panicking right now. Right. Um. Hey, and then I'll just call out to Terrio to to light it up and get away because now it's on fire or will be on fire. Okay, so you've kicked uh, it over, and then you're yelling to Gibbs that are doing anything else. Is this the kind of thing that I could light by shooting it? Yes. All right. Uh, can I hold the shooting part until Gibbs gets a little more clear? Yes. Okay, that's what I would like to do. Okay. 
and uh, you know backing up right um gibbs you have been told get the hell out of there we're gonna light this thing on fire also it tried to kill you uh yeah gibbs is going to uh back off a few steps at least and um fire a few shots into it to try and back it up more into the fuel okay and that button right there and that's not a good button it's a bad uh <clears throat> okay so the thing that is going to happen um oh glorious so this is yeah this that is, works well perfect. uh so you have rolled no successes in one panic you've rolled a nine on your panic roll so understandably freaked out at the fact that you nearly died and this thing is about to light on fire uh, your finger clamps down on the trigger of the pulse rifle and you expend the entire magazine in one panicked burst and then you drop the rifle so you have taken a few steps i will allow a free mobility roll for you to run oh good Cal, that looks fine one, two, three, four successes and a panic. Sounds yes. Like panic is... I dropped something else. Uh, you do. So let's see here. Um, you don't have the shotgun anymore. You have your hand radio and you have. You had the machete. Yeah, you do have the machete. So I think, yeah, uh, you are going to. Mm-hmm. pick it up and throw it at it trying to scare it away yeah you're gonna like you're running like you turn long enough to like try and chuck this thing at the alien as as you are running pell-mell for your life perfect all right rico is he clear for me to get a shot before rico does anything or um okay. i'm gonna let rico go and then you can take your sure. shot all right so dj is on his way to load up. Yes. Correct. Um, going to follow him. Um, but I'm sweeping the whole way for aliens. Okay. I got to look, think, shoot, not just look, shoot. Cause that kid's out here too. Right. So you see that Gibbs and McDonald are dealing with an alien right now. You see that there is a large puddle of fuel. Um, I think at this point, um, the fuel is between the alien and McDonald, but it's also between you and the train. So you can take a shot and risk being caught behind the flame wall, or you can run and get past the fuel, and then McDonald's going to take a shot. I see McDonald prepped for his shot, and I have every confidence in him. Uh, I know that he is going to get it, so eyes on them, but I'm heading back to, you know, help these people. Okay, give me a mobility roll, please. And I'm trembling, right, still, so, like, doing the best yeah. I can here to move as quickly yep. as possible. But you have a success, and a success is all you need, so you're able to get moving. You will get to the train with DJ. Gibbs is going to meet you there. So the only one that's staying behind is McDonald, who can take his shot now. Uh, what did we decide the bonus was for this gun? Uh, the AK-4047 has no bonus. Cool. Uh, that's a panic. That is 
Remember that time before we started where it said, man, it'd be good to never use this ability because you always think I might need it later? Uh-huh, then you use it. Mm-hmm. Just just want to point that out. Okay. Cool. Uh, panic button. I rolled an 11. Okay. So, two things happen. First cool. is... I uh you get a free mobility roll. Sick. Sick. More panic. More panic. Um so you're gonna continue retreating even with the panic roll, I'm not worried about that. Um cool. you're so you are running Pell after Gibbs. The second thing is that you're while you're doing so, you are unloading the entire magazine of this rifle at the alien uh at the end of which you will drop it uh so i am going to roll i think i will roll your actual ranged combat yeah roll range combat for me let's see what happens with or without stress um without one moment this is this is specifically to see where the, those bullets go. One success, that's all you need. So one of the rounds that you that you fire will spike that that gas, and the ring of fire will go up, which separates Ooh. you from the xenomorph. It, this is all tactically planned. So Ab- absolutely, there was no panic here. I was running away because I have done what it needs to be done. Uh, so all of you have lost sight of the xenomorph. Zephyr, you see that everybody is scrambling onto the train. Hit that big beautiful. You hit the button, and there is another alarm that sounds outside, and a calm computer voice will say, uh, "Train is now leaving the station. Next destination: landing, administration." And the Reactor fires up, and with a croning Greek and metallic screech of wheels, the train starts to quickly move out of the station. And you are able to watch the firewall recede as the train makes it uh, out of the property and starts to pick up speed, leaving the danger behind for the moment for everybody but Zephyr. You know, the beautiful part about this is that sample that they wanted is also with Zephyr. Yeah. Can you imagine what Wayland yutani is going to do when you show up and you don't have that? Oh, I, I know what they were going to do from the beginning. And it involves okay. bullets. Uh, okay, I'm glad we're all on the same page here. <laughs> we are 100% going to show up. They're going to be like, where's the sample? We're going to be like, what sample? And they're just going to murder us. Perhaps interrogation first, but well, murder is on the menu. I think in Zephyr's mind, she was getting on an ATV and following the train, so she's going to be there too. That's true. Unless sample. Unless the Xenomorph finds you because you yeah. have the embryo, there is a distinct chance that it's going to just throw you against the wall and encase you in resin. Sure enough. We'll find out what happens next time. Dum, dum, dum. 
but we will call it here as the train is speeding away with the uh, increasingly exhausted survivors, leaving behind the sacrificial synthetic who has who has the key to their salvation in her bag. Look, we're we're just gonna get murdered. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> As you like, speed towards an uncertain future. Of murder. Of murder. <laughs> I believe the, you, Jupe. The, the ATV anybody. is not as fast as the train, so we're gonna get there first. And they're gonna be like, where's whatever? And then we're like, well, she's we don't have it. Coming up behind us. Yeah, she's on the way. Uh and then she's they're like, male. Okay, cool. So we can just murder the the lot of you. And then when she arrives, we can be like, oh, yes, they are in holding or something. And then uh, initiate Victor and Kennedy protocol in the droid and, uh, you know, get everything they wanted. Look, I saved everybody. I didn't do any PvP. I was, I was a good little robot. I was super fucking worried. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because it's like, you oh, have a history. Of I have a history of killing us all. Yeah, yeah you, I was waiting for alone. I left the mother thing logged in. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> I was waiting for it to come back to you, and you'd be like, I don't push the button. I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I push the button. Why would I not push? Yeah, you push the button to our murder. Yeah, that's the thing. It was, it was like a trash compactor. You know, like, <laughs> it's like red button, blue button. <laughs> I'm out no, of I'm, alien games. I believe in you, Jupe. Kick no, the tires and light the fires. Too, you guys are way too paranoid. Make, make an ATV fucking go. <laughs> Justifiably so. I was really hoping that DJ was going to get murdered. It was I it wanted was to. <laughs> I wanted to. Oh, this character infuriated me with his why, Warbo talk. Why do you all hate this uh Because you nice... purposely build things that are annoying. We know what you do. He's just a nice manager who, trying to support his teammates, promote synergy, engage in dialogue, and achieve uh -huh. mission goals. Well, I don't understand why you're all so mad. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to need you to go ahead and, and work Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like he sounds condescending at all. No. Well, no. Hey, I'm glad everyone here works so well. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, fuck you too, dude. Yeah. We don't hey, care. Uh, <laughs> How wow, do you feel about project managers there, Tom? Do you just fucking love those motherfuckers? Oh, like, how do you... I hate it. The worst. <laughs> wow. That's the real enemy in Alien is <laughs> corporate social responsibility. <laughs> I'm going to let the boys go. I hope everybody had a great time. <laughs> I think we'll call it here for the year, and we'll pick up next year with the flight from KV-1113. Can Next year, can we play as the squad that receives this train and then shoots everybody to death? <laughs> and then, you know, 10 minutes later, it'll be like the uh, spoilers for The Mist. It'll be like the end of The Mist, where we murder everybody, and then, oh, there's... <laughs> Silly us. There's the the armed guard. There's the sample. Oh. I mean, look. If you want to roll, essentially colonial marines, but work for Wayland Utani as your backups or even your primaries, I'm fine with that. But I'm gonna get rid of the the boys first.